children, and welcome back to the Friday special with Rabbi Mendel by the Sweetness of Yiddishkeit, where children from all around the world join together to enjoy our fascinating stories and even share their own ideas and have lots of fun together. I'm so excited. This week, as a Shabbos Mivarchim treat, a very special guest is going to join us on our show. The well-known speaker and storyteller, Rabbi Fischel Schechter. Coming up soon, so hold on tight and don't lose out on this flight. Hop aboard for our fourth show with Rabbi Mendel. We all know, children, that the Torah is very careful with every word and every letter that is written in it. No note is there without a reason. Yet in this week's Parsha, it doesn't seem like the Torah is taking it very short with the story of Eliezer Eved Avram. The Torah tells us all the details, how he went to Haran, how he davened until he found the right girl, and how he convinced Lovin and Besuel to let him take Rivka along back to the house of Avram Avinu. Why is that? Why does the Torah describe this story with such length? Before explaining this, I want to tell you, children, how hard it was for Eliezer to carry out this task. You know, Eliezer was very loyal to Avram. He was very close to him and helped him with whatever he needed. The Gemara says that he even learned Avram Avinu's holy ways in order to teach them to Yitzchak and to other people. When the time had finally come for Yitzchak to get married, Eliezer was full of hope that now he would get the great privilege that he truly deserved, and his own daughter would marry Avram's son, Yitzchak. But Avram was not interested in that, and even put Eliezer himself in charge of finding a different girl. Now think about it, children. It's not easy. Imagine to yourself... If your mother would send you to buy an ice cream only for your brother, not for yourself because you don't deserve it, I don't think you'd be very excited to go to the ice cream store. Avram Avinu knew that Eliezer wanted Yitzhak to be his son-in-law, so he made him swear that he would not take any other girl before trying to find a girl from his own family in Haran. Now, I'm sure Eliezer could have gone there with no motivation. He would give a little search around and come back empty-handed, claiming that he tried his best, but just could not find the right match. Then, Avram would have had no other choice but to take Eliezer's daughter. And how lucky Eliezer would have been. But that wasn't the case. With all the pain and insult that filled his mind, Eliezer went with a heart full of love to Avram, hoping that he would find just the kind of girl that Avram wished for. He was so serious about his dedication to Avram that he completely ignored his own emotions and davened with all his might that Hashem should make a miracle happen and would find the best wife for Yitzchak. The Gemara tells us that he even made a special prayer he made specific conditions and signs that would determine which girl would be Yitzchak Avinu's wife. If the girl would offer to give to drink, not only for him, but also for the camels, then that's the right one. 
the Gemara calls that an unreasonable prayer. Because what would he have done if a lame or blind girl would fit the conditions? The Gemara tells us another example of a man who made an unreasonable prayer. Yifta Hagilari was a shaifet at the time after the Yidden came in terror to Israel. Once, after he succeeded very well at war with the Gaim, he was so proud that he swore that the first to welcome him when he arrives back home will be offered to Hashem as a carbon. Now, of course, he referred to the sheep he had. But since Hashem saw that he was proud of himself, so Hashem made his tefillah go wrong. Guess what happened? When he arrived back home, the one who welcomed him first was his only daughter. Uh-oh. However, by Eliezer, it didn't go that way. Hashem went all along with his conditions. You know why? Because Hashem saw how loyal Eliezer was to the great tzaddik Avram Avinu. Hashem saw how much Eliezer loved him and wanted to fulfill his mission. So Hashem made it work out in the best way. And Rivka Menu was the perfect girl who matched Eliezer's conditions and became the mother of Klal Yisrael. After Eliezer came with Rivka to Avram and Yitzchak, they still suspected him that he might have done something wrong. What do you think Eliezer said to them then? Nothing. Nothing at all. He just kept quiet. Look at it, Kinderlach. After being so dedicated and looking for the right wife for Yitzchak, totally ignoring his own wishes, he's suspected of doing something wrong, yet he remains loyal and respectful. Do you know what schar he got for his loyalty? Eliezer was like to go up to Ganadin alive with his body where he serves Avram Avinu to this day in the greatest of places. This Parsha is one long story of a person who was truly loyal to the great Tzaddik Avram Avinu. A man who did not think of doing anything but his master's wish, and no pain or insult would make him separate his ways from the light of the world, Avram Avinu. And that is why every word he said, every act he did, and every thought he had is significant to us and mentioned in the Torah that we should learn from him. Now, children, our special guest is going to tell you a beautiful story about a man who was the opposite of Eliezer, a man who kept losing out only because he was too selfish to help others. Hello, Rabbi Fischel Schechter. It's a great honor to have you on our show. We can't wait already to hear your golden words. Thank you, Kinderloch. Thank you, Reb Mendel, for giving me this wonderful, wonderful opportunity to be able to talk to myself. What? Talk to myself? Uh-huh. But I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to you. <laughs> nah. Children such wonderful tamidachachamim like yourself, you don't need to hear from me. But I need to talk to myself. There are certain things that I have to work on. Now, if I'm going to stand, stand in the street and get onto a milk crate and talk to myself, people may think, um, but this way, if I have a chance to tell you a story or talk to you, so it gives me an opportunity to talk to myself, and I don't look funny. I'm just saying I'm talking to the kinderlach of sweetness of Yiddishkeit. 
So therefore, I thank you so much. Oh, yes, by the way, my name is Fischl Schechter. So if you ever see me talking to myself, um, you should know um, I'm really talking to myself. But sometimes there are certain things we have to keep saying to ourselves, like stop complaining and be happy. Baruch Hashem, and Hashem says to all the Malachim and Shemayim, look, look, you thought that the Yidin are going to stop learning Taira if I close down the shuls? No, they're going to figure out a way. And don't you ever dare say anything bad about any Yid, because look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. Look at all these boys getting together and learning. And so Hashem says to the Yitzhahara, don't you ever, ever dare try to stop us. So I want to tell you a story. Once there was a man... He went around saying, I have a terrible mazel. Whatever I do, I have a terrible, terrible mazel. He was so angry. And then they told him, this is a mashal. And then they told him that somewhere far off in the forest, there's the malach that's in charge of mazel. Go talk to him. Tell him that you have a very bad mazel. I'm going to go talk to him. And he walked deep, deep into the forest. And as he's walking in the forest, he trips over something. Ouch! What's that? And there was a lion there. And the lion said, I'm a sick lion. Help me. I'm such a sick lion. Please help me. I don't know. How am I supposed to help you? And I never heard of a lion talking. No, please. I heard you're going to the Malach that's in charge of Mazel. Can you please tell that Malach? Can you please tell that Malach he should help me? What? How do you know where I'm going? You're such a Yenta. Who knows what a Yenta is? I mean, someone like mixes into someone else's business. No, I'm not going to the Malach. I'm not going to the Malach. No way to talk about you. I'm going for myself. Goodbye. And then he keeps on walking and he's walking and walking. And finally, he wants to rest up against a tree and he leans against the tree and boom a huge big coconut falls on his head youch he says youch it hurts so badly ouch 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 and he's so angry he starts shaking the tree Do you know what happened when he shaked the tree another five coconuts came on his head ouch 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 and the tree said why are you shaking me oh no first the lion talks now the tree talks what do you want why are you shaking me? What? I heard you're going to the Malach that's in charge of Mazel. Ask him why I have such a bad Mazel. I don't believe this. Not only does the tree talk, he knows where I'm going. No, I'm not going to help you. Did you hear that? I'm not going. I'm going to help myself, and that's it. And he kept on walking. And then he saw a girl, and the girl was crying. Can you help me? And he goes, no. No, we don't understand. I'm a princess. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, really. And my father's the king. And my father threw me out of the palace. Please. I heard you're going to the Malach that's in charge of Mazel. How do you know? I'm telling you. Can you ask him why I have such a... I'm not asking him nothing. I'm sick and tired of helping everyone else. No! I'm only going to help myself. And finally he comes to the tree where the Malach is. And he says, You're the Malach that's in charge of Mazel? Yes. Why do I have such bad Mazel? You don't have bad Mazel. You have very good Mazel. What? Nothing ever goes my way. That's not true. If you would only focus on helping others and not giving up and not getting frustrated and angry, your life will be full of bracha. I ask you a question. Don't give me a mustachmus. Why do I have a bad mazel? Listen, I'm just a malach. I'm just a shliach of Hashem. What do you want from me? And the malach spoke to him for a few minutes and he stormed away angry. How dare that malach tell me this? I have a good mazel. Oh, mister. There's that girl again. What does she want? 
What did the Malach say? Right, I'll tell you what he, what he said. He said that your mazel is that if you get married today, if I get married today, yeah, then your father will like you again. He's going to take you into the palace. Yeah. When he takes you into the palace. Yeah. Then you should know that you and your husband are going to become very rich, and they're going to be the next king, and they're going to be rich forever after. She goes, oh, great. Can you marry me? No way. I'm not here to help somebody else. I'm here to help myself. But what if, what if we get married, then you're also going to... I don't want to hear. I'm sick and tired of helping other people. I'm here to help myself, and that's it. And he walks on, and he comes to the tree. Where's that tree with the coconuts? By mistake, he leans on it. Ouch! Oh, now he knew which tree it was. What did the Sarah Moloch say about me? You know what he said? He said that underneath your roots, there's a treasure. Many years ago, a pirate hid a treasure there. That's right. And that's why your roots don't take good into the ground. That's why you're shaking. Oh, very good. Then can you please take the treasure home? I'll become a healthy tree. No way. I am sick and tired of helping others, okay? I am just sick and tired of helping others. Goodbye. But, but, no buts. Goodbye. And he turns around and storms out. That's all. And then he meets the lion. What did the Sarhamazel say about me? You know what he said? He said that your cure is that if you meet somebody, that Hashem is sending all different kinds of ways to help him. But he doesn't understand that in order to get help, you have to help others. He only, he's only thinking about himself. He's only angry about everything. If you eat such a person, you're going to have a refuah shalema. You know what the lion did? He ate him. If you're asking me, so how do we know the story? <laughs> is that the only kasha you have on the story? Of course, the story is a mashal, but a mashal is very real. Because Hashem says, I have so much bracha for you. I just need you to see the good in things. I know for Kindlech, it's not so easy now. Your home and your sister's in your drawer, and she takes your shoe and puts it into the Nagel right? and you find your sack downstairs in the sink, and everything else, and you want to scream and you want to yell. And you want to come to the Shabbos table, and you want to pull out the back leg so your little brother, who's so annoying, is sitting in your seat again. And the one who drops crane on your brand new shirt, and you can't even go away, and there's no schedule, and there's no school, and there's... You know what, Hashem? I'm going to see the bracha in my life. And when we begin to see the bracha in our life, and Hashem sends us the bracha. You know, Rav Shem Baichai, he was quarantined. He was stuck in the cave. He couldn't go to shul. Couldn't go to the base of Medrash for 13 years. And that's how he became Rav Shimon. And that's how he was able to light up the world. So if we're going to see our Nesayin in our tests, and we're going to try to do our best, Bez Hashem Izvarach, and we're going to see that in all of our hardships, here lies the biggest bracha of our life. So thank you for inviting me. Okay? And Bez Hashem Izvarach, your parents should all have loads of nachas from you. Should all grow up to be Talmidei Chachamim, with Simcha and Nachas, and Bez Hashem Izvarach, hopefully, maybe this Miron will all be in Eretz Yisrael together. Amen. Bye, everyone. We appreciate your time very much, Rabbi Shechter, and we all wish you a wonderful Shabbos and all the best. Okay, you're welcome. Bye bye. Please leave a message after the beep. Hello, Rabbi Mendel. My name is Yiddo, and I am 10 years old. I live in Lakewood, New Jersey. My sweet kite is that. I thank Hashem for being a Yid and for giving us the Torah that makes us different from the Gayim. Thank you for your beautiful show. Bye! End of messages. Now, dear children, do you think you can be more thoughtful of others, especially those that you owe your loyalty to? Well then, 
make sure to share with us. Please record yourself and tell us what your sweet cat is. And don't forget to mention your name, your age, and where you live. Then ask an adult to email it to thesweetcat at gmail.com. T-H-E-S-W-E-E-T-K-E-I-T at gmail.com. Or WhatsApp to 00-972-58323-9909. And we'll make sure to play it on our next podcast. See you all on our next show. This podcast is brought to you by the Sweetness of Yiddishkeit. For comments, sponsorships, and more, please contact us at thesweetkeit at gmail.com.